Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston. I am he. I'm him, they. And today we're joined by our lovely, lovely producer and guest and friend of the show, as always, Mr. Ian Stevenson. Ian, would you like to say hello to the people at home? Hello, people at home. And if, if you can't hear him as well as you, you can hear me, that's because we're just using one mic today, and also I am more important. Um, <laughs> no, I'm ju- well, to, for the show. It's not in between gods with Ian Stevenson, is it? See, th- that's what people don't get. It's like, I have cr- created a show with such an amazing name and literally nothing nothing to prop it up it's just people are like that's a when i'm like hey man they're they're like well how's the podcast going i'm like great they're like you know that's a great name for a podcast i'm like yeah how's how's the actual thing like that's that's listen to it do you want to have some advice for it would you like to rate it five stars on apple podcasts or or whatever we'll do we're gonna do video soon um but yeah, and then you can rate it there or not rate it there. Most likely, I would, I would, I literally, I, I could petition people that I know to like dislike the show, and literally, like, no one would dislike it either. Like, they, people just don't want to. No one wants anything to do with it, and that's okay because most people don't want anything to do with anything, and that's why I hate people trying to push their shit on other people. And one of these things that I'm seeing people try to push their shit onto my plate is uh, some kind of like guilt or like not white guilt but like just guilt in general to be alive that's that's one thing i find super not frustrating it's almost entertaining at this point like i there's this girl i follow on instagram she posted an infographic about like white veganism Mm -hmm. like white veganism like it's excluding traditionally brown and black people and asian cultures from veganism it's just like stop being a white vegan and then the next thing the next thing on her story is AOC in the fucking tax the rich, rich dress at the Met Gala. And I'm sorry, like, if you, if, if you don't know me or if this is your first time listening to the show, you probably don't understand what I would think about um, a, an elected official in the United States Congress showing up to the Met Gala in, uh, you know, like a, an $80,000 dress, $60,000 dress, something insane. It's literally just like a wedding dress that has tax the ridge painted on it. Yeah. A ticket to the Met Gala is $30,000 and you have to be invited. I don't know. I don't think Nancy Pelosi was invited. You know what I like? I don't think Mitch McConnell was invited. I don't know if Marco Rubio was invited. I don't think Rick Scott might have been invited, but they probably didn't realize that he is a ghost and doesn't show up in pictures. <laughs> Uh, a table at the Met Gala is $275,000. Table's usually eight people. AP, you divide whatever, whatever. You can't do that. Like, like you can't. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, just in terms of, like, being a sane person. It, and this is me speaking directly to Alexandra, Alexandria, Library of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is me speaking directly to you because, again, I know I'm speaking to 7 billion people at once, but right now I'm going to speak directly to you. Um, what are you accomplishing? Like, what are you con- – like, I see your tweet that's saying, like, it's all about the medium. You have to – it's not about the fucking medium. You love cameras. Like, you love getting your picture taken. You love that shit. That's – I, and again, this is not divisive politics. This is not me being like, oh, the right's right or the left's right. This is, you're a, an insane person. Like, you're crazy. You're insane if you think that that's, it's all about the medium. You, you are so far out of the medium. It, like, 
you are so far out of the medium with with your presentations of ideologies and shit just to the average American and to the average people. Of course, we agree on a lot of shit, Alexandria, but I don't think I agree with you standing for something when you show up to the Met Gala in a $60,000 dress. You are literally just emboldening people. I mean, that's the worst PR stunt you could ever do. That's the worst PR... That's, like, that's akin... To Ted Cruz abandoning his his state in the middle of the pandemic. Going to Cancun. Well, yeah, when there's like an ice storm. Yeah. He left his fucking dog in Texas. It's it's a it's akin to that. It's not as disgusting and vile. It's not it, it's not as scummy. But I I guarantee you, most people are going to see this for what it is. And I mean, Republicans are going to fucking hate it. Yeah. They're going to hate it. And of course, they're going to hate it. They're going to hate on everything. That's what happens. I hate it for an entirely. I mean. Maybe the same reason. Does that make me a Republican? No. That just means I'm a little sensible. And that just means, like, you have to understand. Right and left, you're playing a fucking children's game. You're playing a child's game. You're playing a game for kids. You're playing hungry, hungry hippos. Like, it doesn't... And the hippos are people that are taking your fucking tax dollars and spending them on yard signs that you can put up in your fucking yard, and then they go visit a library and cut a rope with some big fucking scissors, and they make $5 million from an oil company, and then your children have a third arm sprouting out of their chest in 20 years. That's what it is. So that's what, what, what whatever your fucking opinion is, whatever you decide to believe, just know that you, she's not slay-queening. Alexandra Alcott is not girl-bossing when she's at the, the Met Gala. What sent? That is the most like tone deaf bullshit I have ever seen from someone who's fighting for people's right. Don't forget, I mean, and and there's a thing. She was a bartender. She's also a young woman, and we're young men. And if someone invited me to the Met Gala, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" And I would wear like a tuxedo that said like Bush did nine, and like in the back is like, "Where are the Saudis? Like, what's the Saudi government got to do with it?" Um, it's just. It's not the way to go. It's There's decorum, or at least supposed to be, when you're an elected representative. And uh, all that's been thrown by the wayside from both parties in every direction. I just think it's getting a little bit stupid when you pull a stunt like that and you think, this is good. What, what has changed in your mind? Who has guided you down this path where your conscience is like, it's, uh, they're, now they're going to tax the rich? Because I went to the Met Gala in a dress, they're going to tax the rich. Because tax the rich is written on my ass, written on my ass, wrote on my ass. That's not doing anything. That's not doing anything. And stop pretending it does. If you want to go to the Met Gala and have a ball and have a good time, politicians have been doing that shit for years. Politicians have been going to fucking seances and like children's sacrifices that cost like $4 million to get into. Okay, so it's not nothing new, Alexandra, but what is new is you're pretending that you're there for a cause, you're not, you're there for Twitter, you're there, I mean, it, it doesn't make fucking sense. You know who should have been at the Met Gala? Hmm. Nicki Minaj, and I'm very sorry she wasn't. Did you see her tweet? Yes, I did see her tweet. If, if anyone is, is unfamiliar with what happened with Nicki Minaj in the Met Gala, she uh, was not in attendance yesterday because she was not vaccinated. And because she was not vaccinated, she could not attend. Why was she not vaccinated? That's the big question. All the barbs are asking. All the barbs are saying, where's Nikki? I want to see Nicki Minaj in a dress made out of blown up bubbles in, in Hubba Bubba. 
I want to see some crazy shit. I just want Nicki Minaj to show up looking like some kind of fruit. And it's going to be fun and awesome. She's not showing up because her cousin's friend in like Haiti or something. Yeah, Haiti? One of, one of the islands. Um got vaccinated and now he can't uh have his, his balls are swollen up now his balls are swollen and he's having fertility which issues funny, which isn't funny it's not funny what is funny is this guy is actually lying and has syphilis like that's fucking hilarious isn't it funny that nikki like and, and here we go again here we go again nikki minaj shouldn't have a say in va- in vaccinations and it's stupid these people are dumb like these people, are, it's often lost on us that because these people have great songwriters and great producers and they know how to rap and they're fucking awesome at it and they make good music. Nikki, you make great music. Not valid points though. Not a very valid point. I did love when Megan McCain was like, this is, see what the, and then <laughs> Nicki Minaj quote tweeted Megan McCain's response to it and ju- it literally, it just said, eat shit you. And that, <laughs> awesome. Fucking awesome. We love you, Nikki. Keep it up. If you want to get that, va- you should get vaccinated though, right? Like Nicki Minaj. Are you going to believe your cousin's like brother's friend's dog who cheated on his wife with a hooker and now can't have a fucking kid out of wedlock? Or are you going to believe all of science? None of us are scientists. None of us are scientists. I have people I know that are scientists. I know that for the last hundred years, if you're sick, you go to a hospital and you get better. For some reason, people are like, now... I'm not going to go to a hospital, and I'm just going to see if the sickness fucking... Yeah, just wears off. If it wears off, it yeah. doesn't. And now we can't even go to a hospital to get fucking, you know, better. No. You guys have ruined the idea of hospitals by just not succumbing to the vaccination microchip program. You know what I mean? Nicki Minaj, if Elon Musk, if Jeff Bezos, if Donald Trump... If everyone in their mom, everyone in your circle, if all your rapper friends, if all your actor friends, if all your socialites are getting vaccinated, what what makes you think these people are worth so much money? They have so much superficial value on their lives. They have so much riding. They Because why? They live the best lives. Regardless of who they are or what their ideas and thoughts are, these people that you are surrounded with live the best lives. They're all getting vaccinated. All your rich friends are getting vaccinated. You think they're willing to give up their amazing life if they think they're really putting it at risk? Do you really think that? And Nikki, I'm talking specifically to you right now. Does that make sense? Alex is vaccinated. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is she's vaccinated. Vax the rich. That sh- It should have been that instead of tax the rich. Vax the rich. She should have been making a statement to just Nikki, and it would have been way more impactful than any kind of political f- fuga you fucking p- throw up there. It doesn't make sense to me. Beside the point, um, yeah, I kind of want to get off of that because it's just now it's just me screaming about vaccinations. No, and that's a good point, bro. and we, I mean, we if had, we had to talk about it, we have to talk about it, and I've talked about it on the last couple episodes, Alex coming. The guy I interviewed last time, he interviewed the director of immunology at Moderna. Okay, and I'm not saying that means anything because it's not going to change anyone's mind if you think that the d- director of immunology at Moderna is actually a werewolf, like at three nights of the month. Like, it's not going to change. You people are fucking insane. You're playing these stupid fucking pity party games. You're getting happy when people die that disagree with you. F- go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself forever. And my mom and I had this, like, 
conversation. She she just was like, this look at this guy who died, huh? And I was like, hey, you know, it's that guy had a family and kid. And she was like, yeah, yeah, but like he still he got what's coming. We all have that coming to us. We're all going to die. Republicans, you have Democratic friends that you love who are probably way cooler than you. And Democrats, you have Republican friends that you love and you kind of treat them as like a pet. How would you feel if your dog died? I would feel bad if my dog died. What if one of my Republican... I'd feel like, oh no, my, my, my fucking my dog died. Like, you know? If one of my... People often forget, like, you, you can't just minimize these people to an ideology or a couple Facebook posts. And yes, the Facebook posts are fucking hilarious. Yes, they're funny as fuck. Yes, it is a karmic comeuppance when someone is railing against, you know, um, pillars of society just because they've been brainwashed by some old stupid loser and now they're just fucking, you know, dead. I don't, like, I have Republican friends. If their mom died, I'd be, I'd be sad. There's, you know, for every Republican candidate, pundit, firebrand, radio host that dies, they had a family and they probably had kids who probably went to a nice school and they probably had nice friends, just like you do, whoever the fuck you're listening. Yeah, I know my target audience, okay? I know. It's, 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 it's too, there, there's not, not much to like pick apart in that other than just like, you know, have empathy for people. Don't be fucking, and I'm, you can be mad. And you can be upset and you can be, you know, hard, hard felt in your beliefs. But if you really believe what you're saying, you know, Republicans or Democrats, Democrats, if you really believe what you're saying, lock yourself in your house and put cement all over the door frames. And Republicans, if you really believe what you're saying, go invade Detroit, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. If you really want to push, they're doing another, they're doing, okay, they're doing another protest at the Capitol Mm -hmm. to support the other protests at the Capitol. You know, the one where they broke into the Capitol? They're doing another protest to support the people that broke in the first... So this is like the second wave of the crazies. Except for this time, they're not emboldened by Trump, who's off Twitter, who's off Facebook, who's off Instagram. They're they're just lunatics. Like, they're just lunatics. Like, it... They're just bored. They're bored. This is what I don't get. You know, if you have all these ideas... That the government is monitoring your every move. That someone's always watching and they record your phone calls. Which, let, let's be real, they, they definitely have been. The NSA has been exposed by Edward Snowden to be doing that. And let's, let's say that they've, you know, pretended to change. They haven't. But if you really truly do believe all this crazy bullshit, all these people want to monitor you. They want to put the chips inside of you. Wouldn't you just shut your fucking mouth? Like, wouldn't you just shut the fuck up and not bring it up? Cause if, cause if you really want them watching you, then you become, then you come out and you throw a fucking Molotov cocktail at fucking like, I don't know. You throw a Molotov cocktail at a Capitol police officer who's literally like, dude, I just have to get paid because I need a pension because I can barely afford healthcare. Don't get me wrong. I believe all the same shit as you guys. You're attacking your friends. Like when you go and rally against like the Capitol police, like those are your friends. Like those are a guy you would go to have a drink with. And so that's my, that's my argument to you, um, you right-wing bug-eyed hill freaks, is, you know, how about you just fucking chill the fuck out and maybe, you know, 
Put some tape over your mouth if you really, if you really believe it. My constitutional rights. They're infringing on my, they're, they're stepping on the, the constitution. Spell constitution, you fucking idiot. God, like it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's, it's the entitlement. It's people thinking they're so self-important that someone would actually listen to what they had to say. That's facts. You know, and like, here we are doing a fucking podcast about it. <laughs> Look at us. Isn't that great? Very good point. Very good point. But the only difference is, you know, I'm not saying it to their face. <laughs> That's the only difference is I'm I'm being a more of a pussy about it. Um, but yeah, we got some stuff to talk about today, other than the stuff we've already talked about. Ian, how are we doing on time? Pretty good, pretty good, man. We're about seventeen in. Oh fucking Jesus. Okay, well, then then yeah, okay. Um, we got some stuff to talk. I nine eleven was the other day. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving space at home for you to do your own personal round of applause for saluting the flag. Uh, or a nine, moment of silence if you want. Yeah. Or a moment of silence, either one. 9-11 was the other day, and as much, uh, you know, as I talk about how the United States government's probably involved and how Joe Biden's declassifying these things, we have to see what's up with the Saudi government. Um, who could have actually done this? The tal- Osama bin Laden did not take credit. Khalid uh, Mohammed Sheikh took credit for it, and he still is not in United States custody. He's in fucking the Middle East somewhere just running around. You know, so you think about how the CIA propped up Osama and his rebels in the, in the 80s, and you think about, okay, we've given them training, we've given them tools, and then we blame them for the shit that we've trained them for because we come in and we're like, we're going to install democracy in schools and hospitals, and all the schools are just teaching kids how to pump oil. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. Um, I digress. 9-11 was the other day, and I went to do an open mic because I am not a successful comedian and bum, um, you know, almost regularly when I try new shit. And I go up, and I was going to just do 9-11 jokes. No one had done 9-11. Like, no one had done 9-11 that day. Mm-hmm. Physically or jokingly. Like, no one had actually committed... 9-11 all over which i was kind of surprised i was like there's no 9-11 on the 20 year anniversary or not that yeah. makes it kind of feel not as special yeah you know <laughs> it, i was expecting something at least yeah you know. no like a scare yeah and like you know you you often when you're in comedy you meet a plethora of people with different experiences some of them very unique and specific and some of them really change um, your opinion for the moment or the day or for the rest of your life. And so I go up and I'm going to, okay, 9-11. I do my little, oh, what's up? Is this how we're all doing 9-11? Like you're going to watch a white guy bomb in front of a bunch of minorities. And then someone says something like in the middle of that punch. And I go, what? And he goes, the the, the guy closest to me sitting in a, like a, 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 a recliner it's a coffee house it's not a fucking club there's like 10 people in a coffee house who are all upset that i'm there and he goes i was there and i go what because <laughs> that's kind of when you're doing jokes about 9 11 you don't really expect the closest person to you physically to be like hey i was in 9 11 and i was like did you do it? no yeah, I but had I, front row seat to it. front row seat yeah no yeah. And he said like and he, he just told me like i i had to stop like right there and be like, what, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And he was like, I was working in the Twin Towers and I was out on the sidewalk for a cigarette break and I was lighting the cigarette 
and the first plane hit. And I just remember all the ash and the soot falling on, and, and I just ran. And uh, when he said it, like, he had tears in his eyes, and not in a way where he was about to, but just in a way where you recall something that happened, and you just glaze over. Like, you just, the, the, the idea of being there and being outside of the building uh, where you work on the, the greatest tragedy in American history, it's intense when you look into someone's eyes. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, I, I salvaged it. I was like, what, do I have to, like, thank you for your service now? And then, like, he laughed. And it was, and then I just scrapped all the rest of the nine eleven stuff. But you know, when you when you look a guy like that in the eyes, um, it just makes you think about all the bad shit that's ever been done, and all the people that have suffered, American, un-American, French, Greek, Tasmanian, everyone all over the world, the the. You know, the the promise with human life living on Earth is there will be suffering. That's what makes you human. Word to Westworld, which is where I'm drawing that idea from. Uh, And it was just a very intense moment. Not intense in, like, he was mad at me. Because he wasn't mad at me. He laughed at my jokes. And, like, I have a joke where, depending on the reaction, I say, oh, I graduated college. Or, oh, I didn't graduate college. And this time... Uh, it didn't go as well, so I said, well, whatever, I didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. And he very earnestly goes, hey, it's okay. Like, he almost put his hand on my shoulder, but he was sitting down. Yeah. He was like, I didn't either. I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> I was like, thanks. I was like, survived 9-11, didn't graduate, the, t- the big checklist. And um, yeah. you just really, you know, I was able to, the, 20 years ago, the man sitting in that chair was probably sitting in the back of, of some room or coffee house, just covered in dust, just waiting. Um, and he, he didn't look sad mm-hmm. when I was talking about it, but he had the, that look in his eyes, and he didn't look angry. Yeah. You know, there's no one to blame yeah. at that point. I mean, there is, and the people who invaded Afghanistan had no problem placing blame. Yeah. Why? We're all, you know, this is the theme of the show, is that we're fucked, kind of. And, you know, if, if we had some idea of what we were doing, I'm talking about the United States government, I'm talking about the Central Intelligence Agency, if we had any inkling of knowledge that this was going to happen, and we let it happen, I mean, there's, there's nothing you can believe, like there's, I'm and you can get fucking vaccinated. Don't think I'm making two separate points. I'm still believing exactly what I believed 15 minutes ago. I'm just saying, uh, watch your fucking back. I saw a victim of the greatest terrorist attack in in my like in in my vicinity. And I I don't know. I think it might this might fall on on deaf ears because it was just so visceral to me in the moment. But to he didn't blame anyone. He wasn't angry at it. It was just yeah. something that happened to him. Yeah. And that's everything that, you know, a, a people in power, corporations, governments can do. It's just something that happens to you that you can't really definitively point a finger at. There's nothing you can do but be sad about it. Yeah. 
there's no changes you can make. They've already been made. Um, and that was just intense to me. Yeah. And so... Sounds like a very sober experience. Yeah. It was pretty... I was sober for it, too. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it was just like one of those times where you're like, the hairs stand, stand up on the back of your neck. And you realize, like, this is... We're done. Like, yeah. we're fucking done. After Everything after 9-11 changed. Uh, Dick Cheney flew to Camp David with a bunch of his fucking um, power mongerers. And they fucking set up a fake government george bush was doing the press runs or whatever i'm done talking about 9-11 i think i'm done talking about 9-11 today i think this might be too divisive sunday football is back <laughs> sunday football is back everybody buy, buy your red zone packages everybody yeah buy get the eight screens at once it's incredible imagine if they did red zone but for porn uh, we don't need that that would be amazing it would be too much that would be almost like when i'm watching red zone when they do like the four screens at once i'm like Oh my god. Holy fuck. I can see everything at once. Yeah, dude. And then now, if you just put porn on the screen, and there were like, not even four different porns. You could just do like two different porns with two different angles. Because sometimes you're watching a porn and you're like... porn with four different angles? That would be nuts. And also, if, if, I, if there was a one porn on Red Zone, which I guess would just be Red Tube at that point... Um, and you could see four different angles. I think I would kind of get lost in being like, what's the production value of this porn? How did they get four cameras? How who who lit this place for four different camera angles for one porn? I'd be kind of I would lose my erection immediately. I'd be like Who directed this? Like 8K camera like buzzing around it. I'd be like, dude, is this one is this a Michael Bay porn? <laughs> They've got like the 3D spinning cameras like the Suicide Squad. Like, it'd just be, that'd be a, a nuts fucking thing. And I think I might be on the precipice of a great idea. I don't know. Give me your feedback, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, yeah. Sunday football's back. I drafted three of the best quarterbacks in the league um, just to hold them hostage against my fantasy league, who's a competitive group of white guys. And, and Ian, of course, and Ethan, of course. You know, yes. Okay, we're very, we're a mixed group. Yeah. No. Very. Ben and Bobby. They're white. Okay. Can we stop? Jimmy. Jimmy's the whitest person I've ever met in my entire life. Jimmy has a dog named Lilo. You tell me he's not white? You kidding me? And you know, that's just like it. When you come into a fantasy football league and you don't know anything about football, and then three years later. You're dropping 172 points and literally just taking a shit on everybody in your entire league. And you wasted your sixth and seventh round picks on Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Like it, there's not a better feeling. I feel like the U.S. government when they pulled off 9-11. It's amazing. And if anyone in this league is listening to this, which again, I know you're not. <laughs> Hi, mom, because I know you are. Happy birthday when, whenever this comes out, which will probably be about 30 minutes and your birthday's at the end. No, it's the end of the week. Okay. But yeah. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to make a fantasy football trade with me that's listening to this, let me know. I don't know. I think we might be done for today. I think we touched we touched everything we need We're to touch. We're talking about fantasy football trades. Yeah, I think that might be enough. <laughs> we might cut it. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, at In Between Gods on Instagram, at Andy Liston on Instagram, at Andy Liston on Twitter, 
Ian, do you have anything you'd like to share? No, it's been a great pod. Beautiful. Um, thank you guys for listening. Like and rate the show or what the fuck is wrong with you. And have a great rest of your day.